Good morning, this is your host Rusty James. It is August 13, 2015, and this is the ride. Hello travelers, what an awesome new day this is. I was just thinking, you know, I think I shall call you riders. That is your handle, fellow riders. Ever since I saw Lord of the Rings and the dude that we didn't know was the king, his name was Ryder. I thought that was such a cool... Oh, wait, no, no, no. Not Ryder. Oh, I messed up. Is it Strider? <laughs> well, I'm just human, you know, and I. this is all off the cuff, so, you know... That's what you pay me, the big bucks, to get the off-the-cuff stuff. So, I don't know, Strider, Rider, it, it's got a cool ring to it. So, you shall be called the Riders. Fellow Riders. Hey, wait a minute. If you're male, you're a fellow Rider. But if you're female, what are you? Think about that. And... While I'm thinking of that, if you've never seen the video Word Crimes by Weird Al Yankovic, you need to Google that right now. That is so much a masterful work of art. I could watch it 50 times a day, honestly. It's cool. Check it out, Word Crimes, Weird Al Yankovic. He didn't pay me to say that. Though I wish he did. Um, so this morning I'm in bed. <clears throat> Excuse moi. This morning I'm in bed and I feel like the Lord is telling me a few things that are awesome and I'm going to share them with you today. So you ready? Because I got this thing rolling early. I'm barely out of my subdivision and I'm I wanting to get this thing started. Because I got all sorts of stuff rolling around in my gray matter needs to get out. I guess I'm glad God created me to be a talker. So shall we begin, my friends, my fellow writers? The word of the Lord is like Mountain Dew. It's sweet to the taste and smooth to the palate. And it gives energy to the dry and weary bones. Yeah. That's some good stuff, man. Right from heaven. The word of the Lord is like Axe deodorant. The white kind. Because it lasts more than a day. Read the label. The word of the Lord is like an eagle. Majestic from a distance, dangerous up close, and needs the wind of the Holy Spirit under its wings to activate and to soar and to ultimately reach its purpose and feed its young. <laughs> yeah, that's some good stuff there. 
I'm watching the sunrise. What a beautiful sunrise. Hey, by the way, son of man, if you've never heard that term before or don't know what it means, it's just a term used for Jesus because he is God Almighty in the flesh and he was the son of man. He was the son of the Virgin Mary and of God the Father. So if you're ever reading the Word of God and it's talking about the Son of Man, that's referring to Jesus Christ. So the Son of Man is like ashfall, the stone broken but laid flat and prepares a place to travel of safety. The word of the Lord is like Bjorn Borg's headband. You might have to look that one up. Tennis player, 1970s. Maybe not fully in fashion, but protects the eyes from stinging from the toil of man. Ooh, I get chills. Seriously, this came right to me this morning. Can you believe it? Before caffeine hit me. The kingdom of the Lord is like a tractor made up of parts that appear to not work individually, but as a whole are able to prepare, plant, and harvest a field. The Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all one. And it is like the apple, where the Father is the skin as a protector. And the flesh, of course, is the Son who gave his flesh for all, gave his life for all. And the seeds are like the Holy Spirit they are activated when they are planted in eager soil. The word of the Lord is like a porcupine. <laughs> when it's used for what is not intended, I don't know, like underwear, it's very painful and inflicts damage use the word as it should be used by the way the kingdom of the Lord the kingdom of heaven is like a fine quilt the individual pieces may be sewn together by human hands as in the form of relationships but the whole of the quilt is quilted by the master and the design therein is his. The provision of God is like a UPS truck. It's always there, 
but requires the key to unlock it and human effort to receive the bounty. Let him who has ears hear that word of the Lord. The kingdom of the Lord is like a V of geese. Led by the head geese or goose. And the others ride in the smoother air behind. I just got that one, by the way. That's a good one. You know, after I'm done with these that the Lord gave me, I'm going to go all commando and see what I can get live. How about that? All right, let's see here. The wisdom of God is like honey, sweet to the soul. The wisdom of man is like high fructose corn syrup, easily taken, but undigestible. So this one, ah, sin. Now don't hate me. Sin is like a McDonald's frappe. (laughs) Pleasant for a season, but brings heaviness over time. The Word of God is like dubstep. Ask your kids. First, you're like, what? And then the drop hits and you're like, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, commando time. The word of the Lord is like an orange traffic sign. It may be uncomfortable to heed but bring safety and brings you back home safe oh my gosh that was good back home you know where our true home is the word of the Lord brings you back home yo sin is like fireworks If you put it on your head, you might just lose it. That was a a story not too long ago. Oh my goodness, the sunrise is gorgeous. All right, let's see what we can do here. Mmm. 
Lord, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom, Lord. Whew, you know, Son of Man was like asphalt, or asphalt. He was broken to make a way for us. And the conditions of the world cause that path to get worn. and have patches put in. I see patches. You can hear them. And the word of the Lord to us today is that we need to find the road that is not corrupted by the environment that would cause that to not feel comfortable when we ride on that way. Yeah, I'm just getting this stuff free-flowing, you know, okay? So, grace, grace, my friends. The word of the Lord, okay, there's not really much I can see right now, so I'm going to just drive with my spiritual eyes looking beyond what I see in the natural. How about that? I will keep my eyes open, though, which is very hard to do. I normally have to, like, close my eyes to think about other things so there's my sunset again or sunrise hey have you ever noticed this while I'm on the subject that sunrise my angle on it is uniquely my own no one this morning looking at that sunset sees it exactly the same way I do not exactly So that speaks to me, you know, God created that sunrise for me. We all have different takes on life. We all have different vantage points. And yet, I can see the beauty in that sunrise. My neighbor can see the beauty in that sunrise. I don't know. That just kind of struck me. Take that for what it's worth. Okay, so let's see. The kingdom of God is like a tower on a hill. Providing a signal for all who seek after it. No, that's not too bad. Sin, it's like a swamp with no incoming or outcoming water. It is stagnant and breeds only mosquitoes and discomfort. Though it looks pretty. I'll tell you what. If I try really hard, I could probably do a few more of these, but I'm not going to really try too hard because I don't want to force it. And besides, I believe that if there's more, I'll get them. I'll get them while we're talking. So, fellow riders, what is up today? 
What is up with you? My encouragement lately has been, you know, to stay in the Word, and and I've been doing a lot of focusing on that, but I wanted today to have this feeling that we should not forsake one other element of the walk of following Christ that's really important as well. You know, you and I spend time together, and uh, you're getting to know me a little bit. But this is pretty much one-sided because, you know, I'm not getting a lot of feedback from you while I'm talking. But you're getting to know the heart of me. And you know, the word of the Lord is life. And there is, you know, the Holy Spirit is in those words. And, and as you meditate on them, as you read them, as you let them just soak into who you are, it really does bring life to you. So, of course, we would not forsake that. But one other element of the Christian walk is simply spending time with your Father. You know, as I talk to you um, about this, if you've grown up in the church, you know this is true. You know, you, you, even you've heard even, <laughs> you've even heard this before. You know, in terms of relationships, you you can't develop a relationship without spending time with the object of that relationship, with the other person. So you need to spend time. Well, it's the same as true with God, but even more so. This is this is the Creator. And his word tells us that he is synonymous with love. That's why I tell you that I love you guys. I, I actually really do want you to know that. Because some people don't even know that they are loved. And if I'm supposed to be Jesus Christ to the world, they need to know that they're loved. No matter what they've done. But... If you don't know that, I think you'd start getting that sense if you spent time with him. And of course, many of you do, and that's great. But some of us, myself included, probably need to carve out some more time to be deliberately just there seeking him. And you know, I say carve out time uh, makes it sound like it's a harsh thing, like it, it, like oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do it. No, it, but but carving out time, the way I'm using it is simply making an effort to be deliberate in what you're doing. So easy is it in this day and age to not be deliberate with your time. You can put your head down into a two-inch by four-inch little piece of silicon and screen and then look up and find out that two hours has passed. And that, and you didn't, you didn't deliberately do that, but it's so easy to just get off target 
in this day and age. So make time to spend time with your father. And so spending time with your father, what does that mean? Well, you converse with them. What? You mean you talk to God? You mean he talks back to you? Don't you know that went away back... You know, that doesn't happen today. It sure does. Who told you that? Think about it. Who told you that? Think about it. Who told you that? Of what spirit told you that? No, I'm telling you the truth. God speaks to me every day. And I speak to Him every day. Some days it's a little bit harder because I might have made mistakes and I feel like I'm not worthy. And then I remember what the Word of God says and I am worthy and I am seen by my Father as righteous because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. And then I say, you know what? I am going to go to the Father. I am going to bring him this thing that I messed up with. Say, Father, please forgive me. I want to go forward. Don't want to go backward. So that time with the Lord, that's this mystery time. And you know what it's called? It's this big, real, long, Christianese word that the people in seminary learn about for months and months and months to figure out what the real deep meaning of it is. And I'm going to pronounce it to you here. So write it down because it's kind of a long word. Already? Get ready. One, two, three. Prayer. But prayer... Prayer is what grandmas do. I don't want to do prayer. You have to wear a shawl and sit in an old dusty rocking chair and read an old German hymnal when you pray. That's not what I'm about, man. It's not what I'm about at all. Yeah, it is. You just don't know it yet. What are you about? Come on. You don't even know what you're about. Spend time in prayer, which is simply talking with your father, and you'll start to get an idea about who it is you are. Because God put things in you. Can you hear that road? That's what I was talking about. Sometimes the world gets in and makes your, your smooth highway a little bit bumpy. You need to find the places where the world hasn't corrupted your path. Okay. That would be called a straight and narrow. Okay. I'm seeing the tower ahead of me. Okay. The tower I was talking about before. You know what I'm talking about? I'm all over the place. You gotta hang with me. So, you know that tower back there? 
had all sorts of cell antennas on it. <clears throat> and I'm I picture the the sources of information today. And the internet and radio and TV and all of that. Twitter, Instagram. And all sorts of different flavors of information. And we choose, we hunt and choose what we want. There's so much out there on the menu. We can just kind of hone in exactly what we want. If you ever looked at Pinterest, holy moly. There is a board on Pinterest probably for not only fabric stuff, but for quilt stuff. No, no, not even quilt stuff. For the type of design of a certain kind of fabric. No, no, not even that. There's a board probably for purple types of fabric that, no, 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 not even that. There's probably a board for purple paisley. No, 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 not even that. There's probably a board for purple paisley with flowers sewed by an Amish teenager from the ages of 18 to 21 whose uncle's name is Sid. There's probably a a Pinterest board for those images if you get my drift you can find exactly what you're looking for uh, unfortunately in some cases I know so I'm all over the map today yo The whole idea of the that tower, the tower was up there and it was projecting different frequencies of information. You need to spend time with the Lord your God, creator of heaven and earth. And understand what his frequency is kicking out. Ultimately, his frequency is the only frequency that's going to be broadcasting on the day of the Lord. Which is what I'm referring to right now as just the day when the whole completion of His plan on this earth comes into fruition, the day of the Lord. You know, Putin won't have a thing to say when that day arrives. Iran will be silent. Your Aunt Gertrude, who has a problem with your Christian lifestyle, will be mouth open in amazement if she's still around. When the word of the Lord comes into fruition and all things are made new, that day is approaching, my friends. 
We are one day closer than the day before. And if you look at this world today, now I know people say have said this probably from the beginning, ever since the days of Jesus Christ, that, you know, the signs are out there, man. The signs are out there. He's coming back soon. Well, I believe for that. And I don't think that that diminishes my desire to seek after him. In fact, if anything, it enhances it. It magnifies my need to be really hearing him. Think about this. If he were coming back next year, how would that change your year coming up? It changed a lot for me. If I if if I knew that that was happening, I probably wouldn't be buying the house I'm buying. Because I'm thinking there's a limited amount of time here. I've got to do I think I've got to go do something different. Of course, in this case, maybe maybe I would cuz I wouldn't have to finish paying that mortgage off. It's probably the wrong attitude, I know, but... It's funny how the things that are so major in our lives, mortgage payments and bills and health and all this kind of stuff, they create worry in your life. And worry is really... This is a thing. Oh, man. Worry is really sin. You know why? Because it's distrust. Didn't your father in heaven say that he was going to take care of you? Now he's given us his word to help remind us of certain truths of this world. I mean, you don't you don't bite off more than you can chew and then complain to God and say, "I bit off more than I can chew." Help me, Lord. He he'll probably say, "Well, spit out the stuff you bit off." <laughs> and then do what I told you to do in the first place. Wouldn't that be what a good father would say? He's not going to say, oh, you bit off more than you can chew. Here, let me chew that up for you. Ah, that's not, that's not really what a good father would do. I don't think. The word of God is like a Sara Lee truck. It goes too slow. <laughs> That's not it. It is going too slow, though. But it maybe the guy's using the slow truck to just teach me a lesson. I don't know what that lesson would be right now. But 
I remember when I was first taking this commute, I, I missed my turn one time, and I had to go the long way around. And this Sara Lee truck is going slow, right about where I'm having to make this turn. So maybe, maybe the Lord, ooh, that's good. Maybe the Lord slows us down in our, in our life sometimes so that we can easily recognize when we need to turn off and make a, make a course adjustment. Man, is that good. Oh, it's so funny. This truck just sped up as I'm needing to turn. Almost as though God said, Sara Lee, driver, slow down because Rusty James needs to not miss his turn. And now he's kicking. I, I, I don't know. I look at stuff like that all the time. I believe that God uses situations, simple ones like that. I mean simple ones. For that kind of thing. <laughs> I, every once in a while I, I'm looking around me and I see people talking on their phones. And they're probably looking at me thinking I'm just talking to my wife on my phone. Because my phone is what I'm using as my microphone. But they can see me being very animated. And uh, every once in a while I wonder if they think I'm just, if I've lost it. I might think that, but I don't care. I'm supposed to cast my cares on the Lord. so And I'm getting to the point in my life where, really, to be honest, um, as long as I believe I'm really presenting the life of Jesus and, and, and His Word properly, I don't really care what you think. Yikes. Yikes. I want to... I want to correct that a little bit. Not correct it, just clarify it. I do care about you. I certainly do. And I do care about the fact that you have an opinion. And I do want to honor your opinion as I hope that you would honor mine. But if you think, I guess what I want to clarify is that if I give the word of the Lord as I believe it to be and as I believe the scripture is presenting it if you have a challenge with it or if you say you know what Jesus isn't the only way I don't believe he's the only way when I say I don't care about what you're saying there that is to say I'm not letting that word that you've spoken change my opinion so it doesn't it doesn't cause me to change my opinion and therefore I will continue to give you my opinion I believe that Jesus Christ is the only son of the living one living God and through him you can be saved and there was a question that came up on the Facebook uh, question I asked everybody to, hey, give me some of the issues that are, you know, stumbling points for unbelievers. And one of them was how can God, how can Jesus be the only way when when a lot of the world doesn't know about him? 
That's a very good question. So I do know this. I know that he has called us to reach to the, to the outer ends of the earth and spread the gospel. I don't know how the Lord and his justice operates when it comes to judging the living and the dead where the, where the, the judgee is judged and they have never heard of Christ. I don't know how that works. But I do know that Jesus said himself that he is the only way. So if I'm concerned about those people who do not know about Jesus, then that gives us an imperative. to reach the lost. Because if if Jesus is the only way, then if you don't know Jesus, you're hopelessly lost. Yeah. Now, you know what's a little bit interesting? is, you know, I do see the news every now and then, and I have noticed that one of the major things in the news lately has been the persecution of Christians over in the Middle East. And I, I got to wonder, not that the Lord is behind the persecution of these people, But he uses situations that, you know, I mean, even tragic situations, he turns them around for good. And there may be an incredible awakening by people who don't know anything about Jesus Christ. Because this news is worldwide news. I mean, you get tribes in the middle of the Sahara getting news feeds from what's going on in the Middle East. And they hear they, they may be hearing about these Christians. What is a Christian? These Christians that are being persecuted. What is a Christian? And the word might go out to explain what what it is to be a Christian. Why are these people holding on to their beliefs so much that they would be willing to die instead of give up what they believe? I don't know. Maybe something like that. I mean, persecution of the church is what spread the church the first time. I don't know. The question was, how, 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 do you, how can you trust in a God that says he's the only way if you follow Jesus only? What about all these other people? What about all those other moral people who are following other religions? Well, I guess my take on that is that if these other religions 
are not focused on the Lord, then there is an element that our enemy is behind and causes the thinking of that religion to be at counter with Christianity on some level. I think that's day six. So, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard question, you know. What if you have a, a, a grandparent that's Buddhist? What do you say? I don't know the, the, the Buddhist religion very well to know what they would say if you were to go to them and say, you know, I'm a believer of Jesus Christ. I believe that his gospel is the way to the Father, to the one Father. I don't know what a Buddhist would say to that. But they could say what they want to say. I know what I believe, and I know that my job is to at least tell that person that I believe that this is the, the way to the Father. I'm I'm not naive enough to not know that looking at our whole world from a 50,000 foot view my Rusty James opinion could be just one opinion amongst billions of opinions and, you know, maybe somebody believes that their God is the one God and they ought to talk to me about giving up what I believe and follow their one true God because their God, let's say Allah, for example, their God is the true God and I need to forsake my silly little opinion. Well, you know how that's not going to fly. And so perhaps other people's opinions are very much the same way to them. It's not going to fly for them. And I believe God's just. Okay? I believe God's just. So I believe that His judgment at the right time will be the appropriate judgment. I am not just. I don't know. I'm totally cool saying I don't know the answer to that question. But I believe I know who the answer is. So I'm going to follow him all the days of my life. Through easy days and through tough days, I'm going to follow him. And I encourage you to do the same. And I encourage you to spend some time in prayer, which is simply just spend time in a conversation with the Lord where you turn off the cell phone you turn off the TV and you just spend time with him and I would recommend having a Bible open when you're doing this because I know for me when I do that kind of thing I get 
prompted to go to certain places in Scripture or just to simply open up a spot in Scripture and then ask him, you know what, this is a hard word for me to accept. I'm having a hard time with this one. Lord, can you show me how I need to approach this? That kind of thing. I mean, that's what you do in a conversation. So I I really encourage you to do that. So I think that's going to be it for today, my friends. So I love you. Live in peace, and I'll see you on the flip.